Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is the third installment of the Marathon Cognitive Dissonance recording session. So if we get a little slap happy or I fall asleep... Forgive me. Well, they've all sucked so far, so it's not like it's going to fucking change anything. Well, see, so we're 118 episodes into us sucking. So yeah, exactly. Right? This isn't difference? anything new, folks. So for this, uh, this very special show, Cecil is on vacation. When you're listening to this, Cecil is seriously climbing fucking Mount Vesuvius. Or like kayaking in the Mediterranean or yes, doing something. Yes, I will be doing things other than sitting at my computer mixing shows, yeah. which I will do this week, the entire fucking week. And if, if you hear this show, it means that I have successfully uploaded it, which I think involves just clicking upload and searching for the yeah. file. <laughs> yeah, right. It's... <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's it takes. all it is. It's all Cecil all it does. Takes, it's a lot of fucking sound and fury. It's that's six it. buttons. Yeah. It is. It's six buttons. He didn't even have to hit him. He's just got. A, he's got yeah. those uh, those drinking birds that are just hired, poised over the right keys. No, I, what I did was I I hired human faced locusts to do this for me. They're these giant locusts. They the, the problem is they can't type very well in their breastplates. Well, no, what they do is they use their scorpion tail. Ah, yeah. To press the keys, but then your yeah. keys get covered in venom, and then you that's get really kind of a sword. hunt and peck sort of way to type too. So they only get like twenty five words a minute. <laughs> that's really it's like your dad with his one finger when he's just <laughs> typing away on really the one finger. These locusts aren't great typists at yeah. all. <laughs> Who hired them? <laughs> Judy, get in here. That's why we curse the Lord. That's why we do it. That's why we won't repent, Cecil. Exactly. Exactly. So for this very special show, we watched a very bad movie yes oh my god it was awful we watched god of wonders uh it was not wonderful in case you're curious it is extravagantly unbelievably shockingly awful if you you cannot (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad you simply cannot uh, overestimate how awful this movie is you can't you can't do it it's not possible this could be if you turned this movie in as a film student, your first day of film school, you would be kicked out of the program and probably killed. You know why, Tom? Because because it's bad. you plagiarized half the movie. I know is what you did. I saw so much footage in this that I saw in like National Geographic, and I'm like, I saw like I, I've seen that before. And then like at the end, it's like credit to National Geographic, and I'm just like, oh okay, you stole all their footage. I know, man. It's just. And that not only do they steal it, 
but they replay it in the movie. So you'll see the same image. Like the how same many times did that uh, did you see that elephant run? It chases the car. <laughs> you see this running elephant in this movie. I don't I mean you have to see 16 it 16 times at least. Yeah. It's constantly showing a running elephant. Like anytime they didn't know what to do, they're just like uh, I don't know. Fucking, we have nothing left. Get the running elephant back. We got a running elephant? Oh, yeah, we got a running elephant. Oh, there we go. They're going to run. Why? You know, here's one thing that they do in nature films, especially like when they're talking about like the glory of God, right? So they're talking about like glory of God and how great God is. And they're trying to show you like all these different things. Like here's creation. Here's, you know, the God's creation is so amazing. And they're showing you like a running gazelle. And it's not just a running gazelle. It's like a bunch of running gazelles. You got to think like, why are they running? Yeah. They're not running because they're fucking, like, bored. And they're just like, hey, you know what? Hey, guys, let's go for a run. They're going to be eaten by something. I know. They're going to be killed by something. They're not showing you that. They're just showing you the, the majesty of it running. Yeah. But they're not showing you that it's, like, fucking running away from something that's going to gorge on its flesh. Do you know what would be an awesome way to redo this movie? Is to keep all of the sound the same. And take all of the images of like, oh, look, it's a honeybee on a tulip. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, show like parasitic wasps and yeah. like fucking <laughs> liver flukes. Because this idea that like that nature is just like full of shiny, happy people holding hands is just it's just it's just not true. Like they should show they should show like the hard ass fucking struggles of like like here's a muskox dying of dehydration and starvation. Like right. <laughs> mm. Here's its last gasps as its, you know, energy fails it and a hyena chews on its face while it's still alive. (laughs) Here's a seal that is missing half its body because an orca wanted to play with it before it killed (laughs) it. Right. Like, oh, and here's, like, somebody trying to swim in the ocean near Australia. Ah, I got killed by everything. (laughs) Here's a person who exists in Australia. Look at how (laughs) miserable they are. Look at how miserable. They got a koala on their leg. There's a fucking kangaroo punching them in the balls. And their clothes are made of gimpy, gimpy cloth. Gimpy, gimpy cloth. So uh, what this movie is about, Tom, if you don't mind, I'm going to give a little synopsis. Yeah, I guess we're uh, five minutes in. We should introduce it. We should probably tell people what the movie's about. Because, you know, know, here's the thing. You could watch this movie, but what you're going to see and what you're going to witness, and I I actually don't recommend it. I think – I don't think that it's necessary to see this movie because all we're going to be doing is talking about creationist arguments in this, and you've heard all the creationist arguments. The the thing what they did in this movie is they took a bunch of montages, like I said, all this other footage from somewhere else, and they put Bible quotes on it, and then they talked about intelligent design. So they take all this other footage, and then they get the talking heads from their their creationist fucking – Factories that they have all over the you know the country where they have where they just like have like some dumbass and they had the presuppositional fucking god guy on there all right yeah the presuppositional apologist on there who was like talking about how he's he's talking about how you know great creation is and how you know God is you know creating all these things and how God formed everything to work so intricately together et cetera et cetera and so basically that's what they're doing they're showing you all this stuff they're giving you a ton of facts so they're talking about how far away the sun is from the earth and how long it takes the light to get here and how much energy the sun puts out and how much we take in from the earth on the earth from the sun and how much uh how hot it is and what it's like at the core and you know all this other stuff that really doesn't make a lot of sense when you really think about it and then they basically say at the end of all that they're just like and god did it okay cool well that really doesn't convince me very much you've talked about a lot of stuff you know what i want to see is if you if you really think that god did all that 
Point to the part of the Bible where it tells me how hot the surface of the sun is. <laughs> Point to the part of the Bible where it tells me how long it takes the sun's rays to reach the earth. Yeah. Point me to the part of the Bible where it talks about neutrinos, which we can, you know, which, which are, or point me to the part of the Bible where it talks about photons. Point me to the part of the Bible where it talks about particle physics. Point me to the part of the Bible where it says that the, that the universe is 13 and a half or six, 26 billion light years across. Point me to the part of the Bible where it talks about DNA, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff that you guys talk about in this because you can't because it doesn't talk about it at all the only thing it fucking vaguely references are vague references that you have hammered this scientific fact into fitting yeah you know point me to the part of the bible that even explains how a hummingbird's wings work they spend 10 minutes on a goddamn hummingbird in this thing there's nothing in the bible that ever talks about how that works like you know they, they, they cecil you're right because they do they're like isn't it awesome and I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, I'm halfway there. I watched this movie, see, so I'm halfway there with them. Yeah. It's awesome. That's fucking spectacular. I do think it's incredible that, you know, the way that the, uh, you, you know, all these things, all these pieces fit together so perfectly in order for life to exist on Earth. I think that is genuinely something to marvel and be in awe of. Um, we just differ at the last stage. Like, their their last step is like... And God did it or it wouldn't have happened this way. And it's like either that or it ha- it, it didn't ha- like the pieces fit together because they evolved together. Right. They get it backwards, you know, like and this is an argument that I've heard on so many debates. I've, I, I love debates. So I listen to a lot of debates um, and I hear this all the time. Like, well, you know, don't you think it's just it's just emblematic of, of the idea of a creator that all of the pieces are so intricate and that they fit together so perfectly. And there's, you know, the, the interweaving of all of these disparate parts is enmeshed so tightly, so perfectly together. And it's like, well, but that would make sense, too, if they were all working together. Like you would never build... You would never – like think about, think about something you were going to build. Like you would never build the console for your car and build it in a way that it doesn't fit inside your car, right? You would build the console of your car so it fits exactly to the dimensions of your motherfucking car because why would you do otherwise? Because it would be – it wouldn't make sense to be like, yeah, and then I put tires on my car and they weren't all the same size. Why would you – what? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that's crazy. <laughs> Hold on. Why did you do that? Did you want it to work or no? Processes don't – like processes that they would just weed themselves out. Anything that doesn't mesh optimally with the system, with its ecosystem, will weed, will, will weed out of that system. Right. So the only things that you'll be left with are the things that mesh optimally within that system. And they will change – you know, like – I'm thinking about like I've and this is anecdotal, I recognize. Like I have a job and I'm the only person that does this job at my company, and I've been doing it now for eight years. So that job has evolved, and I have evolved, and we have evolved together over the course of those last eight years, so that my strengths and the thi- like everything works together. There's a symbiosis that's de- that's developed, like the things that I'm good at and the things that I'm not good at. And the things that the job requires, you know, that I've taken on and everybody's job is the same way, right? That you've been in a place for a long time. It evolves with you and you evolve right. with it until you right. reach a certain point where everything seems to be clicking. Well, fucking of course it does. 
Like, what else could it do? I mean, it's not like God did it. You'd just be out of a job. Like, you just would quit that job if it didn't work. Right. right? It's just like, if it didn't work for you, you'd be like, okay, well... Then it didn't work, and you know, like the thing here is, is, is it's exactly what you're saying with the inter, inter, intertwined uh, way in which organisms are uh, are dependent on one another. In the on this, they're talking about water and how amazing water is. They're like, isn't it amazing how God gave us this three quarters of the planet is is water? Isn't it amazing how He did that because water is so necessary to us? And I'm thinking, yeah, well, we evolved on a planet with three quarters water, yeah, so. If we evolved on the planet with three-quarters water, it makes sense that water would be necessary. It's not the other way around that God gave it to us because we needed it. It's because we needed it because it was around. We used the things that were around. Like that's, that's the other thing that it, that it seems to just sort of miss. And about the working parts thing, Tom, the thing that bothers me about this is that these people – and you know, like I don't like to say this very often, but I got to say it today. The creationists are so – short-sighted i don't want to call them stupid but i'm going to say short-sighted because i think being stupid you know like look they're not stupid but they're being they're being purposefully obtuse when it comes to how interconnected things are they're saying look at how interconnected this bee is to this population if the bee wasn't there this wouldn't happen if this didn't happen this didn't happen if this didn't happen this didn't happen they keep saying it over and over like all these different things are interconnected but you're willing to destroy forests. You're willing to shit fucking pollution in the air and think that it doesn't do anything. You're willing to be anti-environmental. You're willing to dig oil fields in places where they could destroy populations of things. You're willing to – and you're willing to scoff at environmentalists and say, well, God would never do that. God – you know, you know, you're talking about the interconnectedness of things as it is and how, how that sort of proves your point about God. Well, hey, you know, if they're super interconnected, we could be fucking shit up like mad. Right. And you just, you're just like, well – yeah, well, that doesn't fit our fucking narrative, so we're not going to talk about it. Well, you know, you can't have it both ways. I, I totally agree with that, that sentiment because there's th- these are the same people that are constantly saying like, well, you know, human beings can't – you know, like we don't have the power to fuck up the earth. Really? I mean aren't, aren't we part of that same web that you're constantly jerking off to? Yeah. Like, Look at the we... fucking honeybee scare. Right. That's a significant thing. Like, look at the invasive species that, right? you know, you, you guys are, like, these people are constantly pulling the dick of, you know, the intertwining ecosystem theory. That, like, everything has been designed by a creator to fit a niche. I hate that idea. It's, it's fucking so stupid and so backwards, but beyond that. Every, every living thing is designed to fit a niche in an ecosystem. Okay, like, I, I actually think without the word designed, that makes sense. Then you take something out of there, like a zebra mussel, for fucking example, and you chuck it in the Great Lakes, and it fucks up the Great Lakes. Okay. Um, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening by your – like your worldview should not allow that to happen. Like the zebra mussel is not optimally designed by its creator to live in the Great Lakes. But it is fucking up the Great Lakes. Like it's just – it's tearing that shit out. That's a thing. That's a thing that you guys should just be like, well, it won't work, right? Like it's not optimally designed for that environment by our creator who has an infinite plan for how all this shit should work. Oh, it doesn't actually work that way. Instead, it's just totally fucking backwards. So great system you got there, fuckwits. I like, I like too, 
that they keep on saying like how things couldn't have evolved this way. And, and in one particular instance, I'm going to talk about there's this – I guess it's a sea anemone and a fish, right? And so there's this fish, a really pretty-looking fish. It's like a gold fish with like these white stripes that's able to swim on top of this poisonous tentacled thing I think is a sea anemone. I, I wrote down sea anemone, but I don't know if that's the actual true, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So – it's able to swim in there. Well, this thing is poisonous. It'll fuck up other fish. Like, other fish come by, it'll fuck it up. Like, fucking toxins, you die. Whatever. And they basically say there's no way that this thing could have evolved because if it gets stung, they can't, it, there's no way it can, it can pass that trade on because it would die. So you can't get half of this. So there's no way that it would even work. That neglects the idea of mutation completely, right? It basically says there's no way that anything could have mutated and it just – it just so happens that it's it's fucking immune to that poison, and so then it breeds and it fucking it passes that trait on to its offspring. Right. You know, it it neglects that completely. It throws that out and says, "Oh, there's no way." Well, you're you're fucking you're you're basically saying you're only giving us part of the evolutionary argument. Then, so you're fucking you're you're basically creating a straw man with the sea anemone argument. Well, you know what what these guys are often guilty of doing is um, arguing against analogies. So. One of the one of the problems with science, um, and, and I think this is this is honest. One of the problems with science is that it's incredibly complicated, right? Right. No real field of research um, can be summed up with some pithy little phrase like "survival of the fittest." Yeah. You know, that's the whole of the theory. Um, so what these guys will do, and they're guilty like fucking crazy of doing this, is they take the analogies that scientists have frequently employed. To explain a complex body of knowledge to lay people. And then they argue against the analogies. They're not arguing against the science no. anymore. Now you're picking apart rhetoric. Now you're now you're have now we're engaged in a semantics battle. You're saying like, well, here, you know, like when you say like that's only part of the evolution argument, um, well fucking of course it is, right? Because they don't by and large, they either don't understand um, and I don't either. It's, it's vastly more complex than the time and energy I've developed, you know, put into it. Um, they don't understand all of the, you know, current research on evolutionary biology. Um, so they're not arguing against the science and the studies and the, the research that's been done. They're arguing against the analogies prepared by scientists for lay people over time to explain basic concepts. Um, and that's how they that's how they win. That's and because they do win sometimes. The creationists, let's let's be honest, like they, they get they get wins. They put movies out like this, and people watch them, and people are convinced because you know phrases like, "Well, you can't have a creation without a creator." Like you can't have a building without a builder. They use those phrases in this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, on its surface, they kind of make some sense. Like there's a there's a raw logic there that is difficult to. Um, to deny, like unless you really put some time and effort and energy into thinking about it and recognizing um, that evolution has nothing to say about a biogenesis at all, that it doesn't even speak to origins of life. It speaks to, you know, changes. And yeah, one of the guys, one of the guys in this movie, Tom, sorry to interrupt, but one no, of the guys okay. in this movie specifically said, 
I asked an evolutionist how the universe began. I'm thinking, well, you asked the wrong guy. You may as well you ask fucking, your oil change you know, it'd guy. Be like, it'd be like, I asked my TV repairman how to fix my dishwasher. <laughs> well, fucking, you probably didn't get a good answer, asshole. Right. I asked my fucking boss, you know, what my wife thinks. Well, fucking, <laughs> you know, good. Well, it didn't do anything. Right. Right. It's, it makes me crazy. And then they also throw out, you know, like you're talking about straw men. This movie is like, oh, my God. It's a fucking cornfield full of them. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, it's <laughs> no crows be nested yeah. on this Well, movie. and the fucking – they were all looking for their brain the entire time. <laughs> they were time. all looking for their brain. Because like the one argument that made me just absolutely wild watching this is they kept saying like, you know, this thing is so complicated. And man's never created anything so complicated. I'm like <laughs> – that has nothing to do with anything. It's like, well, and zebras have never played tennis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking cares? There's never been an argument that evolution is true because man can build something as complex as nature. That's No one's ever made that argument. Who's making the argument that man builds more complex things than nature? Like, what would that prove? Even if it were true, what would that demonstrate? Well, and then, and then as you said, like, we have done some pretty amazing things in the short amount of time we've been. First off, nature's been around longer, so of course they're making some very complex, amazing things. But we fucking shot a goddamn thing up to fucking Mars and talked to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like where's the fucking, right. where's the analog in, in nature for that? Right. There isn't. But the idea, you know, you're right. It's a total fucking, it's a total straw man but the other thing that they do is argue from ignorance it's a constant argument from ignorance it's like it's like look at how complex this thing is look at how amazing this is we really don't have an answer for this therefore god did it and you're like well go, hold on a second whoa fucking stop the fucking presses here bro because i don't think that that's a fucking true statement i don't want to say well therefore god did it fuck you fucking therefore we haven't we don't even understand it yet Okay, let's leave it at that. Even if we don't understand it, which I think you're misrepresenting so much shit that I think we do understand. There's a part of this where they're talking about the butterfly. And they're like, I specifically wrote down, my comment is, evolution can't exist because butterflies is what I put down. <laughs> I know. But, I know. but like, there's a part where the guy's talking about like, like butterflies turn from a, you know, a, this creature and their fucking lungs liquefy or whatever. And then they fucking become a, a fucking like a, a, they're a, they're a caterpillar, then they turn into a butterfly in this fucking in this cocoon, right? So they, he goes through the whole system and talk about exactly what happens, and then they, you know, the the cocoon shits out the butterfly, and it's a, it's another creature, and he's like, and that happens in days, not millions of years. Well, the, what's the fucking implication there, right? They're basically saying like that can happen in days, therefore millions of years wasn't necessary for us to you know actually be here. So a six thousand year figure makes sense. You know, there's so many different arguments that can stem off of that, but you you know to say like. I don't understand how butterflies can can actually evolve into something from something else. You know, okay, well maybe you don't understand it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you if you don't understand it that the something that you don't understand also is responsible for it. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, "Well, I don't understand God, so therefore he's responsible for." It. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Yeah, I just don't know." Right. I just don't know. There's plenty of things I don't know. I mean, I'm fucking filled with things I don't know. Sure. Like, I don't know is my stock response. You know, I don't fucking know. Mm, yeah. Beats me. More than that, though, it occurred to me watching this thing yesterday that it's totally okay if we never know. That doesn't change. That doesn't make something true. Um, it doesn't make God. It doesn't make the, the hypothesis of God true. If we never find out. Let's, let's, let's say, for example, we don't know how a butterfly is produced from a caterpillar. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if. Fucking butterfly 
scientists because there are people who just study that shit, yeah, right? Well, like, and and that, that that doesn't necessarily mean that that somebody hasn't figured out, you know, like like the exact path of the evolution of the butterfly, right? Right. right. So, but let's let's say for the sake of argument that that in all of human history. We never figure that out. We never do. All that means is that we just didn't figure that one out yet. That's all that that means. That's the only statement that you can that's, – that's the only thing you can right. say at the end of that. There may be things that people never know. Right. We are just animals. Like we're an extraordinary animal. I think we're an amazing animal. I think that we are truly an awe-inspiring animal. Um. I don't think that we are a limitless animal. Right. There has to be some sort of limit, right? So there may be things that we say like, I don't understand that. And nobody ever gets to the point. Like, I think it would be a cruel and boring world if we just were like, well, got them all. Yeah. Got them all. I mean, there's, it's very likely that there will still be arguments and concepts and ideas. And everything we uncover creates a new question, right? Right. That's why the universe is amazing. That's why, you know, like like knowledge and understanding is amazing. Because, like, yeah, maybe we'll figure out why this thing did this thing, but then that opens up other questions. It'd be like having an Easter – like, you know, the argument from ignorance for me, especially here, feels like having an Easter egg hunt, right? You're like, okay, there's an Easter egg hunt. I got to go out and find all these Easter eggs. You go out and you find as many Easter eggs as you can, and the ones you can't find, you just immediately imagine they got voiped up to heaven. <laughs> You're just like, well, no, they're, they're still there. They're right. still around. No, they didn't just go to heaven or they didn't go to Mars. They didn't disappear. The bunny didn't come back and take them back. The <laughs> eggs are still out there. My eggs. You know? All you end up with a house full of stinky rotten stinky eggs. Stinky rotten eggs. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like that's, that's, that, that's the concept there. And, you know, another thing too, you know, we're talking about how these people don't understand science. Another thing I don't think they understand either is how long a million years is, how long millions of years is either. Because I feel like, you know, we as finite humans really have a hard time wrapping ourselves around the concept of these long periods of time that it takes for things like this to happen. These people are used to things happening on an immediate scale. They're used to things, you know, they're used to frying an egg, right? I go into the kitchen, I fry an egg, it takes three minutes, five minutes at the most, right? I go into the kitchen, I put toast in the toaster, it comes out different. I don't, you know, you don't go to a, a you know, you don't look at uh, the way in which, a, you know, fish eventually became fucking land creatures. That's not a fucking, that's not a, a you're not, timing that on an egg timer you know what i mean like this is on millions of years of evolution you know the like the 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 mammals that grow to become bigger mammals that go become tree mammals that go become fucking other mammals that go become fucking stand upright mammals that become fucking mammals that throw fucking sticks at obelisks those <laughs> mammals are different but it right. takes a long goddamn time to get there and these guys i just think these guys and these women are just like yeah but you know, it just feels like a long time and that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, okay, but, you know, you're just not contending with the reality of it. You know, they're, they're making an argument as if it happens the way that a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. That right. one day you have, you know, it's the crocoduck, right? It's it is. The it's the crocoduck. You know, it's, they're, they're portraying evolution as if evolution was making an argument it's not making. That one day, you know, 
you, like somebody was pregnant or an animal was pregnant and gave birth to a different species. Yeah. Fucking whale, making... A whale gave birth to a zebra. Right, exactly. <laughs> just like, and it just happened to be near land. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> it, no, it shot it out its water spout onto <laughs> land. Like, like that's, no one's ever making that argument. Right. No one's, you know, they argue against this sort of linear path of evolutionary drawings that people see. You know what I mean? Like the... Like this, then this, then this, then this, where they're whole species, arrow, new species, arrow, new species. But that's that's not an argument evolutionary right. biology makes. Right. So, again, you're arguing against an analogy, against an image, against a shortcut, an intellectual explanatory shortcut rather than a body of knowledge. And it's like, well, of course you're, you can argue against that because nobody's really saying that. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, great. You're, you beat up on my analogy. I'll use a different analogy then. Like that's the or only thing that I just won't use an analogy. I'll have you read this book. Right. Right. Here, do a science. There's plenty of good, you know, did you read the um, Dawkins' uh, Greatest Show on Earth? I did not. Fucking A, it's a great book. Like if you want to read something, like if you want to read a really good, accessible, um, you know, pop science book. I think about evolution. I think that's an excellent popular science book. It's written for the lay person, so like even I understood some of it. Um, it's a it's a really accessible, um, wonderful book. You can get it on Audible, actually. Um, not that we're hucking Audible, but you can get it on Audible. So if you don't want to read it, it's, it's it's totally worth it. But the thing is, there's laboratory science that demonstrates evolution. Like laboratory fucking science. Yeah, so but Tom, idea. that's that's microevolution, not macroevolution. Oh fuck you, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Like, we'll just yeah. throw a prefix that doesn't mean anything on there. Yeah, I you know I want to talk to real quick about the uh, the smallness of their god because it feels like in this movie especially they're talking about you know very centric things it reminds me a lot like the bible right like centric things things that are centered around this planet they do talk a little bit about the size of the universe a little bit about how far away things are and they they talk about you know how many stars there are etc cetera, etc cetera. but they you, you get this feeling like everything feels so small there's a moment where they're talking about thunderstorms and how much energy Ugh. a thunderstorm puts out and how much, you know, how, how crazy it is. And they're talking about how you feel God's power in a thunderstorm. And I'm thinking, how small is God that he's, you know, making me feel his power in a thunderstorm? There's a fucking storm raging on Jupiter that is like a hundred times the size of the earth. I know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that would fucking, it would fucking fist fuck any thunderstorm we could possibly even create. A megastorm the size of our planet is nothing compared to that storm that is currently raging for the last hundred years or so on jupiter saturn has even higher winds than jupiter does right so like the storms that are created and they're talking about like you know supernova so we're talking about thunderstorms what about a fucking supernova something that can like alter things on a galactic scale you know these are so like you're so tiny and then they're talking about like like he talks about um, there's a quote they say, have you entered the treasury of snow is one of the quotes oh my and it's God. from Job. And I'm like, 
okay, what does that mean? And then they like try to hammer some meaning about how snow crystals form. They're like, oh, well, that means what God meant when he said this thing, I'm going to fucking fit it to mean this thing. And it's a treasury of snow. And it's like, aren't snow crystals pretty? And you're like, yeah, they're pretty because, you know, because, you know, we are, I guess, at this point, accustomed to seeing them and think that they are pleasing to our, you know, the, the light spectrum that we can actually see. Yeah, it's like crystalline structures are symmetrical. Human beings have a predisposition towards symmetry. Yeah, and we That's can see really them the thing. because we have that level of, you know, we can see between the, the ultraviolet and the ultra whatever it is, you know, like the two, the, the two little right. areas that we can – the tiny amount of fucking light that we can actually fucking interpret. We yeah, and we see. need microscopes to even see them. Yeah, exactly. Like God, God puts that shit out there and it's like, yeah, I'm going to make this so that when they – develop science which will mostly disprove the other shit i wrote but anyway anyway yeah when they develop science and then they have microscopes then somebody will get curious and put a fucking snowflake on there and then they'll see that it looks pretty that's why i'm gonna make i mean yeah it's just the dumbest thing ever the whole snowflake thing i'm not gonna lie to you man i had to stand up and watch the, that part of the I don't show blame I, was, you. I don't blame you one bit it's the most boring <sighs> most repetitive stupid part of it you know and the whole thing is just it's hard to watch but that part we're just like okay great snowflakes is that where we're going here is that god is god is up there he's got his fucking graphic design team making different color different <laughs> fun it's like okay okay y'all i need i need 27 different snowflakes today because that's how many they're going to look at. The rest of them can, can all be the same. Because I love how everybody's like, yeah, there's never been a snowflake that's exactly the same as the other snowflakes. And all snowflakes are symmetrical. symmetrical. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe they're not. I don't think that they are. Actually, I heard, I thought, I thought I heard that they said that they're not all perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, you can't look at them, them all. all. Right? Can't look at them all. They're like, yeah, seems like these ones are. Yeah. Okie doke. <laughs> what does I, that you prove? Know, like, I, yeah. the Bible is true because snowflakes. Yeah, Are you because fucking of kidding me? Like a seven-headed dragon will rise from the ocean with ten horns and three fucking sword tongues in its face, and it'll pour a bowl of blood into the ocean at the end I, of the world, and Satan will be locked up for a thousand years because snowflakes. Yeah, I hope that their horns, I hope the horns in the head are not like horns like animal horns, but like bicycle horns. <laughs> so when pops up, you're like, honk, 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 And then like part of their face is like a ringer, so like when you press it, it's like, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> it would be great if it was like the Keystone Cops thing, yeah. like, baby, 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 baby. Like, what? That's not terrifying yeah. at all it's comical so i want to i want to do you have anything else no okay so i want to end real quick with i what i think is the time i think is the message of this and they okay. said it many times yeah. and i think this is the message that they're trying to get fear of the lord leads to life is what they said many times yeah. and i think that that perfectly illustrates not only last week's uh revelation episode but also this too, that you need to be afraid of God, that you need to fear God, uh, and that leads to life. I think that's a stupid way to live. Well, you know, think of other powerful authority figures. Um, would you rather have the respect and admiration or would you rather fear? I don't know. Ask Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't rule my home. Like, I don't rule my child with fear. I'm not like, yeah. if you don't clean your room, I shall pour a bowl of fire upon your head <laughs> I'm gonna, burn your don't, toys. Don't make me get out the locusts. <laughs> Credulity is not a virtue. 
It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.